0: It's derby time! Come on, tell your friends. We'll go to many distant lands with Dan the Coach and Jackie the Skater. The fun! the 4th Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. This is Jackie Bauer. Thank you for joining me today on the path to becoming better athletes, teammates, leaders, and human beings. Welcome back team. Today I get to tell you about Another update, another update to the WFTDA COVID-19 guidelines for member leagues, effective October 1st. Oddly enough, it was just shared on social media today, October 5th, within the last hour or so. And a teammate of mine brought it up like, oh, there's new guidelines. And I kind of looked at her quizzically like, what are you talking about? I don't even know what you mean. And I believe that this teammate is actually our WFTDA representative. So that's why she knows stuff is going on, but I had no idea anything was published on the website. And I've got to say, there is something pretty interesting on the social medias from the WFTDA. Something maybe worth diving into before We even talk about um, what the new guidelines are. I just want to read this part for you. Uh, Note WFTDA leadership and the WFTDA marketing team have made the decision to temporarily limit our social media activity and restrict comments and replies on our announcements while we work to create new policies and procedures to more effectively utilize these platforms and engage with our community online. More information on this decision is available to WFTDA member league representatives on the WFTDA online community at community.wftda.org. Well, I don't have access to that. Most of us don't because it's only to the representatives, but I'm guessing, I'm guessing people are having a lot of discussions and WFTA is getting a lot of flack for the return to play guidelines because they don't want to hear it anymore. If you're not helping, you're hurting, I guess. (laughs) Uh, But hey, I get it. Um, The internet sucks and I wouldn't want people banging down my door every two minutes either, especially if I was trying to do good. That would be a pretty big bummer. But the update. It's kind of amazing. Basically, in 2020, WFTDA assembled a team of medical and epidemiological, that's a fun word to say, experts to help them create their guidelines. So they did their best with the information they had about an unknown disease, is what this is saying. And their initial response was a way for the Women's Flat Track Derby Association to buy time needed for vaccines, distribution, treatment, all of those things to happen. But there were additional challenges this year, 2021, in regards to COVID-19. There were discrepancies in global and local access to vaccines, high levels of vaccine hesitancy, and more contagious mutations of the disease. I think a lot of us have heard about the Delta variant and some of the other variants out there. So The June 2021 updates were a trajectory to get more members back on skates, help get everyone back on track, but things got kind of bad again. So to address this and the fact that things are different everywhere based on your country, your region, your local situation, based on the fact that it's impossible to make one set of guidelines that will be a one-size-fits-all for everyone around the world, (laughs) because how are they ever going to do that anyway, right? You can't. And it's changing all the time, so whatever you do has to be flexible, and it sounds like the most recent guidelines to come down from our governing roller derby body are flexible, and the most flexible version that have come out. Here are some of the updates. The COVID-19 return to play guidelines are no longer required for WFTDA member leagues. Let me say that again. They're not required anymore. They do say they are still strongly recommended. But folks, it's up to you now. (laughs) It's on you, whatever you choose to do. Whatever is going on with your area, it's on you. This is not a requirement. WFTDA is not going to show up at your door with a flashlight at your practice space <laughs> checking in on you. But they are recommending maybe you should listen because we thought about this a lot and we think we know the right thing to do. And that's what WFTDA is saying. Also, member leagues must continue to follow their local government slash health department requirements surrounding contact sports sporting events, and public gatherings. Now, I don't know about you, but I can turn on my TV most nights of the week this time of year, and I can see a football game, college or NFL level in the U.S., and I can see loads of people, and it looks like people are choosing if they want to wear a mask or not, and most are not. They might be all vaccinated for all I know, but I don't know that and I can't confirm that. But it looks like they are filling stadiums with 100,000 people, some of which are masked, some of which are not. And it's really hard for me as an individual to watch that several nights a week. And everyone looks like they're having a really good time. (laughs) <laughs> it's really hard to see that and not wonder. I mean, I'm not going to take myself into a stadium, but it does make me want to be able to play roller derby with my close group of teammates on my really small team in my small town. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's really hard to look at that and, and just compare the two. Um, another update here, WFTDA leagues under the jurisdiction of a national governing body may follow their guidelines and recommendations if available. So if, if something bigger comes down and says, hey, this is how it's got to be, WFTDA is like, sure, we'll follow that if, if you make uh, something happen. They're also saying the recommendations for, quote, knowing when to step back down, unquote, have been updated to provide new guidance for leagues in areas with rising rates, which loosen the guidelines for when to pause or step back down the ladder and allow for a quicker return to making progress. Additionally, leagues should continue to monitor the hospital capacity in your area and factor it into your return to play decisions. Should you choose not to follow the recommendations for when to move up and down the ladder, access to healthcare is important for all leagues to monitor during the pandemic. It is not only an important indicator of the COVID spread, but it may mean less access to treatment for roller derby athletes in the event of injury. So WFTDA is saying, Hey, If you decide to do whatever you want, could you at least look at the hospitals in your area to make sure if someone breaks an ankle that they can get in? That seems valid. That seems to be a reasonable recommendation right there. Yeah, it'd be good to know whether or not you could actually get help for your your broken bone should that happen. Uh, Another point here in bold is If your league has a reported case of COVID, you must pause activity for 14 days. This is true no matter which set of guidelines you are following. You may start back on the ladder where you were at at the time of the pause. We feel this practice should be upheld by all participating members to ensure the safety of the most vulnerable community members. This also seems perfectly reasonable. If someone who is a part of your team, who has been attending practice, comes down with COVID... Stopping for two weeks, that sounds good. That sounds like a reasonable thing to do, uh, regardless of what you decide to do otherwise. Yeah, follow that one. That's that's a really good call. Good call. Also, leagues are asked to consider local slash national masking recommendations as part of your safety plans. Consider them. I've seen a lot of mixed things where I am right now. I have seen some signs and reminders on the overhead speaker while you're at a place recommending you wear a mask. But most of the time, they're only saying we want you to have a mask if you are not vaccinated. I am not seeing a ton of everyone must wear a mask, even if you are vaccinated. Even though that's what I've read in articles, in most day-to-day locations I visit, they're saying unvaccinated, please mask up. But that's my local area. Another point WFTDA mentions here is all members are still required to report your return to play status in the member portal. Please stand by for further instructions. Well, I don't know. I guess our representative's going to do that. Um, <laughs> and lastly, the WFTDA audience guidelines for the COVID return to play have been adjusted so that additional requirements for track setup to meet risk management guidelines compliance are now recommended so there's more recommendations there let's look at some of these let's start with that i want to see what's new there um let's see what's different on this document they're still asking questions about ventilation quality capacity and layout Hygiene, crowding points, adjustments to track setup requirements. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Trackside floor seating should be suspended until further notice. Well, it was like that before. Spectators should not sit within 15 feet of team benches. Um, spectators of all ages should only be present in areas designated zone F. Let's look at a map. Zone F is not on this map. (laughs) All right, where do I find zone F? Let's see. I'm guessing they're just like way out of, oh wait, here we go. Here it is. Here's zone F on the map. So A is the infield, the inside of the track boundary. B is the inner officiating lane. So that's where the referees skate and the jam timer stands. And well, actually, they stand on the infield. Never mind. That's where the refs skate on the inside. C is the track. D is the outer officiating lane for referees to skate on. And then there is an unnamed area that's like another section before uh, the audience can line up. So, yeah, they're they're all out there outside of everything to do with the track. OK, that's that's not terribly different from what things were like in life before. Usually the audience didn't sit right there. We're just still asking people not to do trackside seating. That's fine. Uh, I Let's see, is there anything else that's written here differently? They said that there was a change. And I'm kind of skimming through this. I'm not seeing anything different from the last time I did an episode on these. So if anyone finds out what specifically was different, like they they recommended starting your venue spacing at 25% normal capacity and filled only with friends, family, other colleagues who are already a part of your derby community. Um, we l- recommend this approach because these community members are already likely in contact with the living and working spaces occupied by league members and will be invested in helping your league succeed in hosting a safe event. So maybe that's different. I don't think I remember that specifically, that they're recommending, hey, anyone who comes to watch you do any kind of derby, it would be great if they were someone who is already in frequent contact with one of your regular league members because then it's not very risky. So they're saying, please don't go... Uh, door-to-door on Main Street and try to sell tickets to people, table-to-table at restaurants or whatever method you may have used before for bringing in general public. We don't want strangers, I guess, right now in Roller Derby. We would like familiar people. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Let's look at the return-to-play plan for seeing what might have changed in this big old document. Oh gosh, it's so massive. <laughs> um, you know what? I don't see a lot in this particular, let me see, updated baseline conditions. October, okay. Um, scenario one, areas with productive mass vaccination programs in effect. That may or may not have fully opened. qualify if all the following criteria are met. 40% of the residents are fully vaccinated or 50% are partially vaccinated. All members of your league are eligible to receive a vaccination, recommended but not required. The percentage of positive tests over the two weeks in your area remain less than 5%. And the federal, local, municipal governments have approved indoor contact sports and groups of 30 or greater. And if you want to do baseline, you should do so for a minimum of four weeks. Scenario two, is your league in an area that does not have a functional vaccination program in effect? This includes areas with extreme vaccine hesitancy or areas with small vaccine supplies or extend wait timelines. If yes, you may use these guidelines. Um, So these ones are 100 new active cases per population of 100,000 average over 14 days or for lower population density, see a chart on page 13. I'm I'm not going to describe a chart to you Uh, or the percentage of positive tests over two weeks is less than 5%. Ideally, both are possible while these criteria are not mutually exclusive and when the federal, local, municipal governments have improved indoor contact sports and groups of 30 or greater. So I think that's the biggest change that they put on there. Um, if your local government, if, if people are doing contact sports and it's approved, you can also do contact sports. Um, but in addition to the other factors. And again, they're saying this is all recommendations now. None of it is required. They will not kick you out of the WFTDA if you, Decide to take things on your own reconnaissance. I don't think, but they would highly recommend that you do their thing. But is this roller derby saying, do what you want? I wash my hands of you because I like washing my hands. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. I think this is really the WFTDA saying. What are we even supposed to do anymore because we have tried so hard to accommodate everybody and do the best thing for the sport of roller derby, but there are so many factors outside our control and there are so many countries, so many situations, they can't have an answer for everything. I think that they tried real hard to foresee every possible outcome, but they don't have all the answers. They're not all-seeing, all-knowing beings. They did their best. And they don't want to hear your crap anymore on social media. (laughs) Go do what you want. Play some roller derby. um, But please consider not being an idiot. How about that? Is that maybe the message? Don't be an idiot. But go ahead. Play some roller derby under the conditions that Feel right for what your team needs to do right now. Another update personally from me, not from the WFTDA. My captain of my team initiated a short track roller derby game last week. So last Friday, I got to jam time for six of my friends playing three on three on a basketball court and they played some roller derby. And they did not realize how long one minute was until they did one minute jams with no call off. We took frequent water breaks in between and they made it through about one half, (laughs) 10 jams. But you know what? For a group of people that has not played a game of roller derby, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. And they had a really great time. They had so much fun. And I really enjoyed getting to see them do it. I'll admit, it gave me a little case of the sads because I was not out there with them because I didn't think that that was the best way for me to start contact roller derby, jumping into that game. (laughs) But uh, my recovery from post concussion syndrome has me at a place where I am now doing careful light contact and just seeing how it goes, checking in with myself frequently, And kind of deciding my level of contact. And that's working great for me with roller derby and with rugby. Uh, The people at rugby know they are not to tackle me, (laughs) but uh, we still get to work on a lot of things and that's okay too. I hope this was helpful. I basically wanted to throw this episode together for you as quickly as possible because I saw this come up on social media and I was like, what the heck is this? I didn't know really anything about it, but it does explain the comment my teammate made the other day. And I hope that this was a quick and easy way for you to be basically completely up to date with what the guideline update is. Everything I could find, I have shared with you. And now you are knowledgeable and you can go back to your league and be like, well, Jackie said it was this, but don't blame me if anything bad happens. And please, if anybody does get diagnosed with COVID, do take that two week break. I think that's actually the most important thing in all of this is that's a very good time to step off your ladder and then you can get right back on where you were. It sounds like as soon as that two weeks is up. So just everyone take a quick two-week vacay, and then you can come back. So thank you to everybody for listening this week, and I have a new patron to thank from Patreon. Thank you so much, and pew-pew to Carrie Frederick, and thank you to all of the patrons on Patreon, including the top-tier patrons Stevie Kicks, Tara Wiebenson, and Kristen. Thank you to Jenergy, who has transcribed so many episodes for us in the past. And thank you to those of you who gave feedback from uh, last week's episode and shared things on social media. And I really appreciate the people in Discord who have been giving me feedback on other episodes, too. It's been really cool. Uh, especially as rookies are finding some of the past episodes and being like, oh, I finally know what you mean about shark punching and what that is. Uh, For those of you who haven't listened to that episode yet and wonder what it is when I'm talking about punching a shark, that's episode 29. Thank you to (laughs) my good friend in the Discord who looked that up for me. Oh, that was a good episode. I can't believe how early on it was, too, that we kind of nailed that that image and feeling, oh, it's so great. So yeah, thanks, thanks for tuning in this week. I apologize if it wasn't as emotionally gripping this week to talk about updates to guidelines and to listen to me read things with more or less enthusiasm. But next week, next time, it'll be even better. I am working on getting Coach Dan back for an episode for helping people who are wondering how our league is adjusting with the new lack of skills test and how we are training our rookies. And I gotta tell you, the way we're doing it it's really awesome. I'm so happy with how we're doing things right now. It feels so good. It feels so organic. It feels better than it ever has before to train rookies knowing that there isn't a timeline. There isn't a test. There isn't a thing in the future that, oh, if they don't jump over this little thing, they're off and they can't do a, a roller derby. It is so great knowing that we can just focus on the things that are important to playing the sport of roller derby, really important to playing the sport of roller derby, and then letting other things come naturally as we need them to. But we'll go into that more next time when I do secure a very busy Coach Dan for a few minutes to, so we can talk about it together. We have been talking about derby and sharing derby thoughts. Pew, pew. you for listening to another episode of power through the fourth whistle roller derby podcast i really hope those laser beams of positivity will carry through your day if you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on Facebook or on Instagram or Twitter at Whistle. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E. You can find fun videos of On and Off Skates training at our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Instagram. You could also support the podcast on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. The benefits of becoming a patron include fun stuff I can send you, like stickers, buttons, or shirts from our Threadless store. You can get access to our Discord server, bonus content, and free giveaways. Plus, patrons now have access to an ad-free version of the podcast that will download to your favorite podcast app each week, and everyone can access our transcribed episodes at patreon.com slash powerforthwhistle. If you like the content we provide and want to support us on this journey, please consider becoming a patron. If you want to expand your derby wardrobe, of course, another way to support the podcast is visiting our store at powerforthwhistle.threadless.com where you can get our designs on just about any type of apparel or accessory you can dream up. please. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast anywhere you can. Leaving reviews is still the best way to help this podcast be found and spread those laser beams of positivity to more humans. Plus, it's a way you can give back that is completely free. Open up your Apple Podcast app, punch those stars, and leave me a pew-pew!